are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com. We can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. We have a podcast of mythical proportions today. The topic of the show is basically how mythologies have influenced or affected uh, video games, how they have shaped our medium, uh, mostly Greek and uh, Norse mythologies. Um, and we have help from the Instagram community there as well, at Swordchomp on Instagram. So it should be a lot of fun to get the listeners involved. Um, I have a little teaser for God of War. Not too much, just the tip or the pale white head of Kratos to keep you wanting more for next week where we have a God of War spectacular. Uh, me and Fish have some fun anecdotal uh, Far Cry stories to tell. Um, and the polls this week were incredible. We discussed results from the all-decade podcast idea, Beards, the best God of War game, and the Sword Chomp Twitter that we are working hard to grow. Um, and we actually hosted a fight there today, so we'll have the results of Senua vs. Kratos later on in the show. We have a really heartfelt Far Cry email from a listener that's pretty badass. I'm excited to read that and talk about it with you guys. And um, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fantastic time, so... Uh, Biobreak this week also has sort of a, a correlation with Sea of Thieves, which is sort of like our ongoing, continuing, um, sort of like game of the show as me and Josh and some friends and probably Fish soon are, have been playing little Thieves Thieves every week, been posting it on the Instagram. So, uh, much to the surprise of people who are like, you guys are still playing this game. Yeah. Yeah. We're still playing Sea of Thieves. So it's going to be a jam packed, badass show. So let's get to some mythological themed intros today. Da, 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 da. I see fish bouncing up and down. He's ready to go um, from Texas, the one and only. And so these intros are inspired by, like, if you guys were, like, heroes or gods or whatever in, like, mythology. Like, uh, different kinds of mythology, okay? But I thought of it in the terms of you guys knowing you guys my whole life and my best friend. So, fish, I think the, you are uh, Priapus, okay? That is the god of fertility, all right? Now, his statue holding a wooden sickle in his hand, was used in the Roman gardens as a scarecrow and his enormous penis as a threat against thieves. His enormous... Wait a second. Enormous penis. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Josh's intro. How are you doing this week, Josh? <laughs> doing all right. I managed Damn to make it, it up the stairs. I was not sure not, if I'd be able easy. to make it up the stairs, you know, with that enormous penis in my own way. But uh, yeah, I got yeah. up here ready to, ready to podcast. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, the people think it's all, you know, fun and games with a huge dick, and they don't really think about the negative consequences of going through everyday life with a member like yeah, that. Yeah, so. if, if the show goes too long, it can be, it can be a real medical issue. Uh, so. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Poor, um, poor, poor, poor fish. No, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, that's thank you, Brad. That's my life. <laughs> Shay had to sneak that somewhere in there. Josh, I noticed you're wearing a Celeste shirt. I mm-hmm. just noticed that as we started, as I was doing these intros. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, you are the uh, you are the um, Celeste enthusiast on the podcast. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I managed to sneak it by you last week, but I was actually wearing a Sharks shirt when you were talking about how sharks were the coolest. Oh, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't. See, you should have said something. Yeah. Have well, said something. I was intentionally trying to sneak it by you, since I was wearing my <sighs> wearing my Earthbound shirt. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, um, 
glad to have you here, Josh. You know, I was just thinking about that in the context of, you know, how great this year's been from uh, Sea of Thieves to God of War to, uh, well, in your case, Celeste. Uh, for me, Moss, like, I didn't even think about Celeste last time we were talking about all the great games of the year, but for a lot of people, it is one of the best games of the year, so... Mm-hmm. This this year has been incredible. Um, up next, of course, brr, the one and only, uh, the professor Shay Layton is here uh, from Japan. And I was thinking about the Shay. If you were in Greek mythology, I think you'd be a philosopher. Okay, um, I have you, and this is based off of a real philosopher. Uh, apparently, his name was Tyndarus Maximus. All right, and this philosopher, he coined he coined the phrase. This is real because like some of these philosophers are really well known for their. Their phrases and their and their theories and whatnot. Um, he coined the phrase, "Why are you still here? Do you need me to call you an Uber?" So, um, and that's been passed down from <laughs> generations to generations. So, uh, <laughs> oh god, he's just gonna talk with song his soundboard today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's so see your voice. Yeah, <laughs> he really so, wants to try. <laughs> We've been trying these joke characters, Brad and Chad, before the show, and apparently he really wants to be Brad today. How you doing, Brad? I wanna... <laughs> Yo, I'm good, bro. Just watching the fucking Cavs and Pacers game right before the show. Braun got his ass whooped. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, that seems like a, a Brad opinion. Um, <laughs> swiping the Tinder while you're watching that b-ball. All right, Brad. Dude, there's some, there's some nasty trim on the, on the Tinder scapes. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> Oh God, trim! That's <laughs> we have a trim drop here on the first ever drop of the use tr- of the word trim on the podcast. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, Brad. I don't uh, know if we're gonna be. I don't know if we can have you around here, Brad. Where's Shay? Where's the professor? Bring him you back. You do realize sentient life has never actually used the word trim in that way. You know, I'll go get Shay's buried under all my <laughs> empty axe cans. I'll go grab them. Okay. <laughs> it's like a pile of axe cans. Your hand just breaks out of a whole pile of, like a zombie comes out it of the ground. just breaks out. Like, I can't breathe. Uh, What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh-huh. It's going too right. well. Ser- serious time. Serious time. Serious time. Okay, serious. Glad you're here today, Shay. And of course, um, yeah, I'm gl- I need to go here. back to fish. The one and only, I kind of diverted on him today. Fish is indeed here. Um, now, Fish, don't, don't be offended. I actually was looking this up doing the research for the show, and this is real. In the Roman culture, it was actually a high honor to have a small penis, okay? So that's why all the statues had tiny penises. This is true. This is not like me fucking with you at all. Um, in fact, I was reading this article that said... Uh, this specifically, they have suggested small penises are more culturally valued than large penises because large penises were associated with foolishness, lust, and ugliness. Um, and a lot of the statues of like bad people had huge erect penises. It's fascinating. So. Wow, cool. I guess I'd be somewhere in between those two. Oh god, <laughs> you, can, you never fully commit to the joke. He's like, uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> Come on, fish! You just gotta you gotta sink, sink with the ship. That's how I, it goes. Well, you were. Try, I'm pretty sure you were trying to steer me into being proud of a small dick, which I don't have. Yeah, it's you know it's, it sounds fish so is much. Really working on his search engine optimization right now. He doesn't want the first <laughs> five pages to just be fish's small dick. No, yes. no, yes. no. Well, his small dick isn't even gonna take one line of one page. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't Ouch. worry. It's like half an entry. 
half an inch. Well, you know. Dear Dot. <laughs> Dear Dot. Yeah. You know, Fish, I'm telling you, if, if you try and, like, defend yourself against it, it just makes it look more guilty. You just embrace it, you know? You sound defensive, and you know what? People get defensive, and there's two Embrace there. it with your two yeah. fingers. Your two most important fingers. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Pinky and ringy. Oh. There's no shame in having a small penis Pinky fish. and ringy? Who the fuck has ever called it ringy? They have to have cute names. They have to be just fucking adorable no. little fingers to make that dick look as manly oh. as possible. This just reminds me of, like, Scary Movie, Chris Elliott. My germs. When he's digging his little hand in the turkey. I don't know why, but that's what it reminds me of. Okay. Just like, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a great response. Okay. You know, yeah, I was actually yeah. talking with one of our friends and fans, Sector 7 Item Shop. She made our... Uh, a big fancy sword chomp logo and she does a bunch of cool stuff for us she was joking around that we need merchandise we need um sword chomp condoms and when you open them up they're fish brand and they have tiny little condoms on the inside just teeny little. you don't actually unroll them it's just just yeah. the the one sheet as is yes yeah. yeah yeah they don't unroll they're just no but that's still giving them a lot of credit for the girth that'd be kind of <laughs> weird so um i'm right there fishing with you come on nano nano brothers for life we're like the we're on this ship. We're sinking together, okay? I think we need to get into sword charm dental dams at this point. Because you're... <laughs> hey! You're, I, you're chomping Jay, through the trim Jay. at that point. Oh, no. There we go. But that's definitely Did a product I that Shane can endorse. I, I love Even the Fish is grimacing. Oh, man, I did take it too far. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, my name is Morgan Barnes. Of course, I'm here from Montana. And so, uh, yeah, we just like to have a lot of fun around here. And we have a pretty badass topic of the show today as we were talking about mythology and how it's affected gaming, which is appropriate because we are about to set into God of War, um, which is easily the best rated game of the year. But it's also one of the most anticipated games in a long time. Sort of the reimagining of a very popular but sort of polarizing franchise um, that sold millions and millions of copies. Um, over the past couple decades, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Talk mythology, you know, get down to some interesting conversations, see where this takes us. I will say this as my um, starting point here: the first time I can ever really think about mythology really affecting me uh, as a kid, as a younger gamer, would have probably been something like Final Fantasy, which I was obsessed with as a kid. And, you know, Final Fantasy VIII was my gateway drug, and then from there I played Seven and Nine and all that stuff. And the summons in Final Fantasy were always based off of, like, mythological figures, like Odin. Mm -hmm. Quetzalcoatl was one I really loved as a kid. It was, like, this giant electric bird. I actually remember I was younger, and I was like, what is Quetzalcoatl? What the hell is this, right? And I remember, like, just seeing this badass lightning bird fly up and shoot this huge electricity bomb. And I went and looked it up, and I was like, found out that Quetzalcoatl was basically like this... um, thing from the Aztecs uh, and it was basically like a deity and I was learning all about it sort of like a serpent dragon thing Um, now Final Fantasy will have its own interpretations of that and that's really cool but of course you have Odin and the Shiva there's just tons of Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. um, characters that that really influenced me like that sorry Shay I see you leaning up you got something to to add to yeah I was just thinking about like the the most mythological um Summon from Final Fantasy VIII, which was a uh, fat chocobo. I remember that one being <laughs> that's the, many different that's mythological the one, yeah. stories. Uh huh. 
It's true. Fat Chocobo yeah. is, uh, has been heralded through the ages. Um, but I, and that honestly was where I started, even as a kid, I was never really that much into mythology, but that's where I started really seeing how it was affecting video games in an interesting way. Cause Final Fantasy was my entire like young adult years. That was my, my love. Um, and I think that's actually a good segue as I pass this to you guys too, because, um, one of the comments from, uh, one of our listeners, Sector 7 Adam Shop says, it's not really an influence per se, but many Final Fantasy summons had ties to mythology. Odin, for example, is the representation of the Nordic god, and there are several other mythical representations that I mentioned. There's no grand scheme behind the summons in the series other than the divine assistance, so there's never really a backstory. Um, Six had a brief blurb about the every esper obtained, but it was more of a story than a mythology. Um, there's also weaponry, weaponry throughout the series that has some Roman and Greek namesake, but it doesn't go much beyond that. And that's true. That's my first exposure to it, but most of it's sort of surface level stuff because Final Fantasy is sort of a, a weird melting pot of all sorts of crazy ideas, and that's what makes it cool. But Shay, I know this was a topic that you had thought of, and uh, so what inspired it for you, or, or what really, uh, what direction were you going with it? Um. I've just really been thinking about this like the past six months about how mythology really affects and influences our games because um, I took I took some myth- mythology classes back in college and um, I read a lot of Ovid and I've read some um, I read Ulysses and I read um, s- some of the other stories as well and just it's not something like I just ever you know put my mind to it and just thought about how it directly or indirectly correlates with mythology but um it it really really does uh because for example um for for example josh distracting shay on the the private chat thank you Mm -hmm. josh yeah (laughs) it's my lot in life it's it's your one redeeming factor. Mm. No, uh, but for example, like a lot of tragedy happens in a lot of the more serious video games we play. Obviously, um, the first one for me that comes to mind is Senua, or yeah, the character Senua in Hellblade. And a lot of that tragedy, I feel like in contemporary literature and uh, gaming, is contributed or uh, attributed, excuse me, to William Shakespeare because he's a more recent one. But a lot of his works were um, influenced by Greek and Roman mythology. Like Mm -hmm. I mentioned Ovid, for example, in his book Metamorphoses, he wrote about the gods Apollo and Jupiter. And uh, it's pretty dark stuff, because Apollo and Jupiter were raping nymphs and humans in in these stories. And the first game that pops to my mind when I when I read those stories was actually Shank, which is a game we played back for the SPT days, um, because there, mm-hmm. there was a questionable rape scene in that game. Um, I totally Shank. forgot all about that. Mm. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It just, it's crazy. Or like, um, Ovid also wrote about the story. Um, this really intri- intriguing story about this character named Pentheus. And, um, Pentheus was this common man who mistook, mistook, um, another god for a common man and he was punished for it so violently you guys should go read it it's actually a really interesting story but basically these women rip him apart while he's still alive and it's to me similar to a horror game you know like there's all these correlations there i mean i actually wrote some of this down to remind myself 
and I don't want to go through all of it at once, but there are so many different stories that I feel like have indirectly and directly influenced gaming stories to this day. And it's not just gaming, it's movies, it's books. Mythology is so tied into everything we read or play or watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Josh? Um, where did you take this topic? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of like you mentioned, some of the first ones that uh, I knew growing up. Actually, probably the first one um, would have been the original Prince of Persia, which was, you know, based off of... Um, brain's going to completely fart out on me now. Um, um, yeah, it is. African and, <laughs> African and Egyptian mythology. Yeah, well, no, but it's specifically on, on one of the stories from the, uh, okay. the Thousand Tales um, from Arabian Nights. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah specifically yeah. from one of those. And uh, Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was probably one of the first ones that I encountered as far as gaming goes. And then, you know, there's been a ton since then. Um, like, like, like was mentioned before, Final Fantasy is an interesting one because there's not really a lot there as far as plot goes, but there's texture put in from mythologies all over the place. I mean, um, one of my favorite things that has somehow caught on and it's just fascinating that it has caught on as much as it has is every game in the world has fucking mithril something or other in it now yeah and that's that's mythology that's less than 100 years old at this point um because that was that's all of that is from tolkien right um which is just fascinating that that has caught on the way it has right yeah tolkien's almost like contemporary mythology at this point because Mm -hmm. anything anything related to like fantasy now has some form of tolkien in it just because he was kind of the contemporary progenitor of that, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, so yeah, Wait, those did are... he invent orcs? Yeah. Like, like a lot of the story uh, in that their he current wrote... form, more or less. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like he, similar, his, his writings existed, but oh, good. You, you can continue. But it was similar things, but orcs as, as they joke. were, <laughs> as, as, as they're traditionally known now are oh, kind of his thing. Right. Right, like, like I, I didn't realize it until reading about it this past week. But Tolkien, he his works influenced D and D, and influenced mm-hmm. magic and all of the card games that we have or did or will ever play. Yeah. Um, it's influenced any of the fantasy games that we've ever played. Like it's his fault. It's his fault. They had that fantasy about that orc that I was having sex with, a very beautiful orc. Mm-hmm. I'll never. <laughs> it's all his fault. Damn yeah. you, Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but a true the, story. The interesting yeah, thing is, like, weird. Yeah, get out of here with your bullshit. Fa- Shay, I'm trying to talk about my fucking orc fantasy that I had. What's going Wait, did on? You, did you did you bang an orc? It was a dream that I had. Yes, I did. Oh, you banged an orc really, in your I dream. I was really on a lot of drugs. And I've got was, a webcomic. Like, I need to. Uh, Wait, I need to link kind to of you later on. It was confusing. Start. Like, I was. <laughs> No, it already exists. That's an inside joke. People go to our podcast and they Mm -hmm. read our our bios. I'm just giving you a little heads up on that. Or Shay tried to snuff me out. Sorry. Go ahead, Fish. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. I actually have have a real story 
that I want to tell you. So I used to work at Hastings, oh, stories now. and the gotcha. there's yeah. this uh, person that I worked with. I'm not going to say man or woman what this person did, uh, but this person um, drew some stuff at DeviantArt. And I didn't know what deviant art was at the time. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> and you already know where this yeah, is going. But, oh, yeah. um, this person was like, hey, you should come check out some of my artwork. I actually draw characters for people to create on World of Warcraft, and I make a decent amount of money. And I was like, sounds interesting. I don't really know anything about it. So um, one of, my, one of uh, my mutual coworkers, he was like, yeah, let's check out the site. And I pop on, and the very first picture was this green female orc spreading, spreading her, um, <clears throat> you know, you know, with her orc fingers. And I was like, uh-huh. "What the fuck is going on here?" I was like, "That's pretty tame by today's standards." Who is this person selling that to? And Fish? clearly, um, <laughs> Fish bought all of it. Was EverQuest oh, Dave? <laughs> was there? <laughs> I don't think there's orcs in EverQuest. Oh wait, no. Yeah, you fought orcs in EverQuest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They were ugly as fuck though. They they would have never. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like it looked like an orc, and it wasn't like a, a pretty face. It was like a okay. like a like an orc with the teeth and everything, like ugly like ass face. Orc orc. Yeah. But then is it that was, the one that Morgan banged? It had like. I meant the the picture that I saw. I, I don't know. I think Morgan's in a midget. <laughs> what? No, mine was like an amalgamation. It was like a, it was like a, a, a drugged out dream, but it was basically like she had a, the prettiest orc face you could possibly have, but she was still very much an orc. Anyways, continue. You know, imagine like if you had a very beautiful woman, but she put on like orc makeup for Halloween or something, but it looked really realistic, like high level special effects, but you could still tell there was kind of like, um, like the girl from Avatar, how she still kind of looked beautiful, even though she was like a big blue creature. You know what I mean? Sort of like that. Nothing. I'm just getting a lot of head shaking mm-hmm. here, and I'm not sure what, what I can do with that. But um, fish, tell me about mm-hmm. your orc fantasies or other deviant art fantasies. Go ahead. Um, I don't really partake per se in that type of fantasy my fantasies tend to be a lot more darker than that but okay uh, so uh, uh, i'd rather not talk you're, about you're those. tying the orcs up and beating them well, is that what's going on okay um <laughs> no but seriously as far as the question of the week goes fish uh, when you start thinking mm-hmm. about mythology what where'd you go with it um you know as a kid like i i always thought that mythology in games was interesting because it never ever really was something that I wanted to get into. But, um, I don't know, like, yeah, the reference of, like, Final Fantasy having, um, like, their, uh, GFs or the summons being Mm -hmm. named after those, uh, gods and whatnot, like, that was interesting to me to a point until, like, they were, I mean, they became their own thing in Final Fantasy where you were getting reoccurring uh, summons like OEC and Shiva and Ifrit was in the next iteration of uh, Final Fantasy was was fun for me but as far as like <laughs> there's the, probably somebody the out there that thinks that it. Ifrit is actually created by Final Fantasy and not some sort of which is kind of it, comical yeah it, w- it wouldn't surprise me like 
<clears throat> I think I'm pretty sure that's what I thought at first until I realized, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Shiva sounds pretty much like something that's from a real mythology in the real world and not just made up by some guy in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure. Hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> Real hard to tell. They're brilliant bastards over there. Uh, but yeah, so Final Fantasy was also the first for you, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Um, well, also I played um, Kid Icarus uh, mm. on the Game Boy as a kid, and I never understood. I just thought it was something cool that... It, I thought it was a great gameplay mechanic that uh, your character had wings on him and Mm -hmm. shot arrows and i was like oh that's fucking badass whoever thought of that it's a fucking genius and then like years later i realized oh shit bar for genius (laughs) (laughs) hey as a kid i said as a kid i used to have dreams about having wings and flying around with converse on do you guys actually do you guys actually know some lame dreams i didn't need wings to fly in my dreams (laughs) Yeah, he like flew up too close I to just, the sun. I need a There's mushrooms, Icarus. man. God of War 2. I remember that. Icarus from God of War 2. Like, Come on, um, wings look badass. You gotta admit, mm. wings on a human. Sorry, but ser- seriously, do you, do you guys know the actual story of Icarus? Yeah, he flew mm-hmm. up too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and his, his father watched this the whole time. His father was like, don't fly too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he died. He died yep. for your sins, Morgan. Um, accurate Icarus well, from as uh, long as God of War Two is my. I favorite. don't know about Morgan's because it would be more like the sins of science because it was kind of an anti-science story that one. Since the gods inventor ended up killing his own <laughs> son, because. <laughs> and I don't know if Morgan's really the person we want to attach that mythos to. Yeah, be careful what you That's attach true. to me. You're... It may never leave. Uh, but I, so, um, as, as far as getting to the larger question, like that Shay was talking about, and we can kind of jump in here, whatever you feel inspired to say, how has it affected games on a larger level? And Shay touched on it a little bit now that we've kind of shared some of our first experiences for me. I mean, you can just look at, look at God of War right now. Like they basically have one of the biggest games on the planet and that entire game the reason that series can further spurn on is because they can jump to a new mythology. <laughs> they basically tapped out the entire mythology because Kratos killed everyone. And they said, well, what if we spiraled? It's almost like the Nightmare Before Christmas thing where like Jack Skellington walks into that forest and he's in Halloween Town and there's all those other trees like Christmas Town and Thanksgiving Town and all that shit. That's basically what they did with Kratos. He just kind of, he's mm-hmm. in another world of, of deities. Um, but th- if there wasn't the influences all over God of War as far as extending the series, and that's one of the biggest games in the planet that we have right now, and Final Fantasy is one of the biggest series, uh, RPGs of all time. So you can see that mythology has influenced um, gaming in such a powerful way. If you look, um, series, uh, I'm sorry, what did I say, series? Um, c- series. You said series. Yeah. Yeah. Series is. I don't think it's that funny. I mean, I I get it's that not it's that wrong, funny. Like Shay's like <laughs> yeah, he gets off on grammar fuck ups. Like he's just like, oh yeah, I'm hard now. Um, Dude, I I really do. No, I don't. But I kind of <laughs> do. You're a teacher. It's part of you know. Mm-hmm. You want to correct everyone, yeah. uh, and you're amused by people that are wrong about things. Um, but I get it. But no, yeah. When, <laughs> you have to find joy in your work. You do. You do have to find joy wherever you can. Um. 
<laughs> I had such a good joke there, and I can't even say it because Fish would murder me. Uh, but he's let's just say he's really good at finding joy at his job. Um, but I'll just say this. The, the influence is all over the place from God of War to Final Fantasy, and those are some of the biggest games on the planet. How about you guys? Like, Do you have any, anything else to say about how you felt, feel like it has influenced gaming as a whole? Um, interesting ways. Shay's raising his yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I think, you know, like, <laughs> when we think mythology, um, we usually think Greek, Roman, or Norse mythology. Uh-huh, yeah. And I don't feel like that's, you know, I feel like that's the main ones, but I don't feel like that's entirely accurate. Because, like Josh mentioned earlier with African um, or just Egyptian mythology, uh, Prince of Persia, or the game Dust, which was an indie game that came out about mm-hmm. six years ago now. Or Inuit mythology with yeah. the game um, Never Alone, which was a great game. And yeah, it that really was. was. Heavily influenced by Inuit mythology. Um, like I said, Norse mythology with uh, Hellblade and multiple Tomb Raider games, which are actually influenced by Norse mythology. Yeah. And then you o- have oddly Japanese... enough, oh god, the uh, the a lot lot uh, the the backstory and lore in the Warcraft universe is fascinating because they have basically stolen every god from everywhere at this point. But but mm-hmm. in their universe, yeah. the Titans are more or less just the Aesir from Norse mythology. Um, and then they have the old mm. gods, which are straight out of Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, it, which is just fascinating the way that somehow it actually all goes together. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's really interesting, just like how these different mythologies permeate our games. The, the last few that I had on my list were um, Japanese mythology with Okami mm-hmm. and Neo. And then the last one, and this is, you know, debatable on what you think, what you qualify as mythology. Um, I actually put Christianity because that influenced the Assassin's Creed series. And that actually had some really big influence on the yeah. Elder Scrolls yeah. series, which is one of my favorite series. Um, so the, just mythology is really in all the games that we play. Yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy, a lot, oddly enough, somehow everyone picked up on the Indian mythology um, and other ones, but there's a ton of Judeo-Christian mythology in there as well. Um, Absolutely. A lot of yeah. weapon names, a lot of... Um, monster names are in there it's yeah i wanted to grab a couple quick comments that you guys felt inspired by the way these comments were left at the um swords at sword chomp instagram page every thursday if you want to chime in we'll try to grab a couple to read i really liked omega uh caratones um i probably pronounced it wrong omega caratone uh keratin keratin sorry omega keratin sorry and my room is hot. I'm like sweating into my eyes here. Um, the uh, they said the Mega Man Zero series with its wacky animal theme Mavericks, um, but this time more of a mythological slant featuring the likes of Anubis, Necromances, the third based on Egyptian jackal-headed death deity, and then the um, this, there's one based off of the uh, it's called Maha Gansharif, and it's based off the Hindu elephant-headed deity. So there's some stuff apparently in in the Mega Man series that. Uh, and influenced uh, pretty heavily by it, which is pretty cool. I did not know that. Um, and then Ectological had one I really liked. He said Zone of Enders, which is a game I also love that's really underappreciated. Uh, has to do with a lot of the Egyptian mythos with the science fiction setting. Was there mm-hmm. any comments that you guys wanted to uh, read here? 
Fish is shaking his head no because he doesn't want to go pull anything up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I had one, but you read fish. it, so. Oh, I'm, did I steal I, yours? I either, well, I either have to read, I have to skim through all of them or we can just skip me, so. Um, Shay, did you have one or I can just grab a couple more here because I have it open. Okay, Shay, Shay's got one. Go ahead. Or, or he was just telling me to go. Okay, he wants me to do it. We're very prepared. Sorry, I'm, try- I'm trying to pull him up. I totally forgot about pulling him up, and that was my fault. I know, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know you're not used to getting it up. That's what she said. Uh, Matt PDES said, I've got one word for you, Smite. Smite is, <laughs> Smite is apparently something that's heavily based. I didn't know that, but that's cool. Um, a lot of people mention God of War, but it says, John underscore Sparrow said, it's funny that both of these games are like my two favorite games of all time right now. That's Hellblade and God of War. I put them in the picture. Both mm-hmm. of them are based in North mythology, the new God of War. And uh, Senyo, of course, is based in North Which is interesting that me and Shay were joking about this. We made them our fight that Senua and Kratos are oddly similar. They both lost a loved one. They're both, you know, in a, a brutal third-person action game. It actually feels very similar. And then, of course... They're inside of North Mythology. So there's a lot of interesting... Par- like, Senua and Kratos would be good buddies, uh, I think, um, in, in their own way. Yeah. But go ahead, Shay. Do you, do you got one? Did you just read the Inner Gamer one or no? I, I didn't know. I haven't read that one yet. No, okay. I'm going to read that one real quick. So um, he, he or they or it or her had mentioned that I'm sure it will be God of War here very soon. But Hellblade is a fantastic example of this. Great storytelling using a universal story set in Nordic mythology. Also a perfect setting and story for a game. And I know, like, I'm not trying to reopen old old wounds about what happened during our Game of the Year show. Or anything like that. But just, this game is just, it's phenomenal. Like, I... One of the things I said during that end, end of the year show was that I still think about this game. And that's held true. Um... Yeah. Up until this day, I still think about that game all the time. I still want to go back and play through it all over again because I yeah. love that game. It's like we still think I, about Inside too, and that didn't make our top five. So it's Inside, Inside was 2016. That's what I'm saying. We still think and talk about that game a lot. Um, that's true. That's true. No, and, I, you know, it, that 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 would be an idea for a show for us to kind of like retroactively go back and like look at what ratings what we gave for games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well that's what I was thinking. When it, well, I have a I have something to say later on that like I said, I the only thing I had it with Hellblaze I just wasn't a big fan of the puzzles because somebody was messaging me about that. They're like, Why didn't you like it? I'm like, I liked everything, I just didn't like the puzzles. They were kinda like how Josh felt with Limbo. I just felt like he was going through the motions and he was mm-hmm. bored. I just yeah. felt that way with the puzzles in Hellblade. I, I I knew what they were all supposed to do. I just felt like I was going from point A to point B and I just wanted to get to the next story portion or the next combat sequence, which I did like. So um Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I see that. I, I definitely see that. The puzzles in that game are not particularly hard because they're kind of based in that whole super interested in crazy details. Kind of, it's really feeding right. into the whole right. mental illness thing going on. And so most of the puzzles involve trying to stand in a very, very specific spot and looking at something. In order to see it the way the character does, yeah. Um, which yeah. exactly, yeah, is really cool story-wise. Not the most fun thing to play, as far as that goes. So, right. I mean, Mecha- mechanically, just... sp- mechanically speaking, it was 
is a little frustrating at times, like trying to figure that out. And I, we're not trying to like retalk about Hellblade again. Um, I do remember being a little bit frustrated with that at times, like where the where the hell am I supposed to be standing at to look at this in the exact way I need mm-hmm. to? Um, but just like the narrative, and obviously, like we said, the sound uh, production and design for that, yeah, it just it's a well. Phenomenal. That's what I'm saying though, like. Yeah, like, it, and, and that's quite, we don't have to dredge it up against points. I'm just trying to say that if there's a game that has something in it that actively, I feel like I'm just waiting through to get to the next thing I like, generally I have a problem with those games more. And that's how it was. I liked the narrative stuff. And I just feel like I had to plot through the, but anyways, um, yeah, interesting how close those games, those games were. Yeah. So. Would, it, would it be a good idea right now to do, do the Twitter poll results? Oh, uh, that? yeah, that's fine. So we're trying this out. We'll see how it, how it sticks, but yeah. Um, Shay, yeah. we're, we're okay. running some so, of this idea. Um, like, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead now. Um, so Morgan and I kind of, well, mainly Morgan, but um, came up with this idea to to start uh, some like hero showdowns or some video game showdowns on the Twitter to try and you know increase some activity there because you know we got to get some activity going there. So. Mm-hmm. One of the, the one of the first things we decided to do, like Morgan said, was pit up Kratos versus Senua because they both um, both of the games are heavily rooted in mythology. And the point of this wasn't to say like Kratos would kick Senua's ass or vice versa. It was more to say who is your who's the character you like more that you gravitate towards more that you feel like more impacted by. And the results, to my dismay. Kratos sits at 58% and Senua sits at 42%. Yeah. Well, so Kratos, that's fairly so. close considering there's, you know, a series versus one game there. Yeah. That's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like, you know, if, I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like Kratos was probably gonna win that one just because well, kratos as not. of now if it was like old kratos see that's the funny thing when you started mm. this i thought it was actually like a fight i had no idea it was just like your favorite character um so but that that's fine i mean like however we end up doing it it's it's okay I, but i was thinking in my head like how i'm gonna gauge this out but i think because the new kratos is more of a human and it's hot right now it's gonna have a harder fight than senua if she had gone against like the old idea of kratos who was just angry guy i think she mm-hmm. would have probably been able to win um but new Kratos is. I, I, don't, uh, I, just, I don't. I don't think so. I think a lot of people have kind of like that nostalgia attached to Kratos and just like all the set pieces that he goes through. He's fighting gods, you know. So. Not to say that Senua isn't, but just like those set pieces are so epic. Um, and I, I just don't feel like Hell, Hellblade quite had those epic boss fights to the level that God of War does. Whether or not you think they're good, just on the on the the scale itself i'm saying the scale itself is epic not that like epic is like oh they're so good that they're epic just like that scale itself and i think that kind of lends itself to uh kratos uh, being the obvious that's just shay trying to say that that's his way of saying they were grand in scale but he didn't like him that much like no 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 no. i like i like kratos um i i really like the first god of war game a lot i wish i would have put more time into the series uh, i'm not that's not my way of saying anything other than it makes perfect sense when i think about it logically and it makes okay. me sad that senua didn't win well maybe down the road well you know maybe over time it's hard to say but that's hard that's a hard fight for her it's a hard fight yeah. mm-hmm. 
She has psychosis on her side, but Kratos is killing gods, so that's a, that's a tough hill to climb. Um, you do yeah. realize that was her whole shtick, right? Well, yeah, but have you have you played God of War three, Josh? That's, I mean, the yes. first boss in God of War three is like the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they're oddly similar. Oddly similar. And look, I love I love Senua. I even have yeah. kind of a weird crush. He has on to start her fighting all way. the throwback gods because um, he ran out of the. The second generation. Yeah, exactly. Well, third generation. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so it's interesting. And um, uh, let's see. So someone left a comment, uh, Reno590, about Two Human, which I don't know a lot about to comment on, but they were, they were pretty upset about it because Two Human had some cool ideas, but they didn't really play into it enough. Oh, Taking Underscore Side says, I remember having some great fun with an indie game based on a Greek mythology called Apotheon a few years back. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Have you heard of that, Josh? You know a lot of indie games. Puffy yes, man? it was like a side-scrolling fighting game uh-huh. type deal. Um, it had an art style kind of based off of uh, um, Greek etchings on, okay, uh, okay. on oh, that's like cool. walls and pottery and stuff. Okay. Well, anyways, there's a good transition to our next topic. Um Red Blue Blur 1693 said, honestly, outside of God of War, I don't know of any other. So hopefully after listening to this podcast, you know, of quite a bit. Um, and I definitely think that just seeing how huge God of War is, like the, the power of mythology is fueling one of the biggest games in many years right now. Um, which I think is a nice teaser transition for uh, in between segments here because I... So have you guys already picked up your... I know you guys haven't started yet, but have you guys already picked up your copy of God of War as well? Mm-hmm. No, I'm doing that later today. Okay. Fish, you, no, I'm gonna go, you I'm know what I'm going to do? Tomorrow. You know what I'm doing? I'm trading in that. What are you? I'm, uh, I'm trading in Destiny 2. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame and The you. Last Guardian, because I'm done with The Last Guardian. Um, so, mm. yeah, I'm going to... Did I'm you finish that? Seven. Yeah, I did. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good game, uh, but... I would rather yeah. own it in uh, a language I can speak fluently, since I I catch bits and pieces of the so Japanese. So you know what X means? No, Josh. <laughs> I I need literal interpretation. I can't mm. read visuals. I can't read audio yeah. signals. I, I guess it is all literal. text. So you'd need to know a lot of kanji to get through there. Yeah, well, no, I was I was being a little bit uh, facetious, but yeah, some like some of the dialogue in there, I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but mm-hmm. you know, I I can get the gist of it, but yeah. It'd... Well, okay, so this is going to be fun then next week, and we have a guest that's supposed to be on with us as well. So it's going to be if you're a God of War fan or just a fan of our show in general, it is going to be just pure sensory overload. Your brain clit is just going to be throbbing for hours, and I'll tell you this. I've spent a couple, don't give me that look, Shay. I spent a couple of hours with God of War, and I'll tell you this. I don't want to talk too much about it, but I promised some of our listeners that have messaged me that I would give you guys a little teaser. Um, <laughs> Josh is telling me I need more lube for my brain clit. So. <laughs> yeah. Rawness is a bug, not a feature. 
Oh, wait, there's a lot, there's a lot of sense. Josh, think about my head right now. On Sundays, I'm fucking creaming for five hours straight with Sea of Thieves. I'm playing Far Cry 5 all week. I'm fishing, I'm murdering, I'm fucking doing all these prepper stashes, and then fucking God of War drops, and it's fucking incredible. My brain is just going crazy. I can't take it, Josh. It's too much. And then I got all this fun shit going on with Sword Chomp, and it's just, my brain is just, all the time. I'm just gonna be mm -hmm. leaking mind cum out my eyeballs at some point. <sighs> Anyways, um, oh, Shay's abandoning me to go to the bathroom. I see how it is, Shay. He doesn't want to hear me talk about God of War. Alright, so I'll tell you this, Fish and Josh. This game is pretty incredible so far. It's pretty incredible. Um, I was totally, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of thinking I was not gonna like it that much just because all the critics have been juicing over it, and normally when that happens, I usually fall not quite as high as... You know, when everyone's giving a game a 10, I usually am not that high on it because I feel like it's just overblown in the media. I, and I'm only a couple hours in, so who knows how I'll feel about it in the long term. But um, the, one, the two things I'll, I'll give you guys a teaser on, I don't want to ruin too much because we're going to talk about it. The feel of the game has really impressed me because, like, the actual feel of this game feels unlike anything you've ever played because it's a whole new control scheme and it's all based around mostly like so far Kratos like throwing that axe right so the feel of him throwing the axe the way he recalls it the way the combat feels is like it, it has a nice fluidity to it, it like the that game feel we always talk about is top notch and it's unique it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like Hellblade doesn't feel like old God of War it feels like its own thing and that has impressed me um, and the second thing is like, oh my God, I had this a oh, wow moment last night. There was a battle between two characters. I'm not going to ruin. And I'm going to say something. It's going to sound like not praise, but it is. There was a, it reminded me of Dragon Ball Z. And I mean that in a good way. Two characters started fighting and it was the most cinematic, crazy thing. And it's because the camera is all one shot. So it's always like going with the character in certain directions. Um, even when the battle starts, it transitions in a way where you immediately go from the cinematic to fighting back to the cinematic. It's, 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 it reminds me of The Revenant. You know The Revenant, that movie that won um, the Best Director Award for uh, I think mm -hmm. Alejandro or whatever, I forget his name, and I'm going to butcher it. Um, that whole movie was in one shot, and this is sort of like The Revenant of video games so far. Um, it's just, it feels like when you played Zelda and you're like, oh my God, this game feels like more polished than like 90% of everything out there. That's mm -hmm. how I'm feeling so far. This game feels more polished and just tight and, um, and well-paced and everything than like most games you're going to play. That doesn't mean it's going to be your favorite because sometimes flawed things can be more personally affecting to us, right? Yeah. But this game is so polished. Um and fun and challenging like i just got through this really hard fight where the kid was like oh that was tough and i was like god damn there was like floating people and like people shooting projectiles and then i had like see the thing with this game is the enemies don't stop like in most games where they're like oh you're fighting somebody else so i'll just kind of hang back they're constantly being aggressive towards you and it's just interesting so anyways i've only put a couple hours into it and i gotta tell you i am upset that i have to pull myself in far cry right now because I'm in love with both those games, but this game is, it's special. I'm believing the hype so far. Um, it's gorgeous. It's really cool. I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk with you guys about it because I uh, did not expect to like it this much so far. So, How's the uh, beard physics? Well, Fish, you're going to be freaking out because the beard in this game is incredible. I know you have a thing with beards. Oh, God. 
So Ugh. you might you might have to turn. There's no beard slider. You can't turn the beard off. Like if you mm. have like you remember Mortal Kombat, you said the option to turn the blood off. There's no off for the beard, unfortunately. Who would do that? Who would turn off the blood in Mortal Kombat? Uh, my I'm, well, my my parents used to make me do it because oh, it was okay. too violent. <laughs> I wanted to play the okay. game, and they didn't want the blood. Gotcha. It's not yeah. like you can't play late at night when they're not. No, awake. I couldn't. When you're a little oh, kid, you oh. can't sneak out. Your parents are, you know, my parents were whipping me, and they controlled under tight locking. Got gotcha. So, so there's no uh, loot that you can get in like God of War, where you could just, you know, <laughs> put on a mask and cover up that beard. No fish, but you're gonna love this. There is loot in the game. There's chests, and like I got a purple Ooh. item today. So. Wow, that's fucking, that's uh, fucking wild. He's wild, yeah. It doesn't, I don't think it's like fully randomized Diablo style loot, but there's like an element of like quality to, to pieces. I don't know. I got to get more into it. I, I can't comment on that. But yes, I opened a chest that had something that was referred to as a legendary um, piece. So take mm. that for what it's worth. Okay. Um, really refined miles. Anyways, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to talk God of War with you guys. It is going to be... Special. Now, I, don't, I still think we're just going to be barely grazing the tip of that because that game appears to be extremely long, like probably 30 hours-ish from what I was reading. So I doubt even by the end of next week we'll be halfway through it, but we'll be right into the meat of it. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, ba -na -ba -na -ba -na, we got some polls to talk about. We did a, a bunch of... Two polls came back for the first time ever. We had two polls... Oh, fish is convulsing over there. We had two polls come back in the 90s, which has never happened in the history of the polls I run at Sword Chomp every single Tuesday. Go vote. Jesus fucking Christ. 90s? 90s. 90s. That's right. Fish, you know what one of those, one of those polls was, Fish? What was it? A great beard is always in style. 92%. Oh, yes. gross. What is wrong with you? God, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with our fans? That's my next poll. Did you know Fish was afraid of beards? I want <laughs> you to shock the nation. Shock Chomp Nation. <laughs> no, they shocked me. I was surprised too. I figured there'd be some people that were didn't like I did not expect 92%. Are you kidding me? I can't get 92% of anything. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, that's insane. So I'm trying to think of somebody with a beard that I enjoyed. That didn't I, completely disgust you? Yeah. Like, not me? I, Not your best friend uh, over here? Uh, well, that's an easy choice. Because I, I, I knew you before, beard. And then yeah, you decided well, to grow it. I, so. I was just a little boy mm -hmm. <laughs> before, my, before my beard dropped. I get so much more attention from... See, that's the thing, fish. If you ever get well, no, never mind. I don't want to take that down a dark hole there, but um, okay. sorry. The people have spoken. Shay, you voted <laughs> pro beard, right? You were pro beard on there. I actually voted against every single one of them you did <sighs> just to be an asshole. So I was actually part of the eight percent. But I really Shay's am. Shay's like beard, my eternal rival with everything. I wanted. To, I am. I like that's part. That's my lot in life on Instagram is to just be a dick to you. Mm -hmm. Well, he's succeeding very well. I will say Thank this: you. even with Shay voting against it. Still 92%. So, so one of those votes was fake. <laughs> um, That's fair to say. Hey, would Chuck Norris be Chuck Norris without the beard? I think Chuck Norris is mostly Chuck Norris just because he still wears bell bottoms for some reason. <laughs> okay. You realize that 
I don't have a good Chuck Norris joke. He didn't. Right now. I'm he sorry. didn't have a beard in that Bruce Lee movie where he fought Bruce Lee. So I'm gonna say Chuck Norris is not defined he by. He also his beard. died in that movie. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So that and your, Bruce Lee doesn't have a beard. So that's your lesson. What does that say? I feel, I feel like if we saw Chuck Norris's chin, it would just like blind everyone. So at this point, he wears a beard to save us all. It's kind of like looking well, in the sun. Well, actually, the myth, the mythology behind that chin. is is that his beard actually has an actual fist in there, just waiting. Okay. Oh, it's hiding inside of it? Okay. To fist his next girlfriend? I don't know where you're going with this. Oh, no! (laughs) God damn it, Shay! (laughs) There's many applications. I thought we'd get a hold... (laughs) Shit. Never mind. Um, For some reason... (laughs) Uh, The irony is that Fish actually has a mustache and a goatee, but somehow the beard is where he draws the line. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Because you can't grow a beard. Anyways, the people have spoken loud and proud. Also, 95%, which I think is almost impossible, came back. I was just jokingly teasing, like, hey, for our 100th podcast, what if we did a counting down of our last, you know, our top uh, 10 games of the past decade? Would you guys listen to that? Any interest? Just to see what happened. 95% of people, I had people messaging me like, yes, do this. And then I felt bad because I realized our 100th episode is until, like, July. I'm like, fuck, that's like... Really, you know, well, I mean, that gives us time. We do have a decade of stuff to go back through to get that figured out. I think it'd be cool if we allowed ourselves to change stuff and not in a flip floppy way, like, oh, I'm somehow flip flopping for my decision because we've, we've done best of year lists almost forever since I've known you guys. Mm-hmm. But if we were to say, look, like, let's let's say Shay picks Skyrim in 2011, right? Maybe that's still of course going to be his his game we know that we love shay but what if he said you know over time after all these years this game that came out has stuck with me more and and sort of like means more to me i think we should be allowed to change those just for the sake of nostalgia how do you guys feel about that i like that i agree with that yeah 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 as time goes on like whatever memories you have of video games like whether or not you know that game at the time was critically acclaimed like if you had a great time with it and it just stuck out with you and then you slowly realize what exactly was fun about that game Mm -hmm. um i think we're allowed to you know change our opinions and thoughts on what we've said in the past about certain video games i think that'd be cool i think be cool doesn't mean we're flip-flopping it just means certain things have changed over time so no just means we're sandaling Mm -hmm. that's all that's all just sandaling I don't, I don't even know what sandaling means. I'm just agreeing with you. What does sandaling mean? Josh got it. No, you yeah. gotta explain it. You can't just say Josh got it and then evade it. What does it mean? It means you're okay, flip flopping, you, you just... but you are a little oh, bit more invested okay. in it. Okay. All right. That's good. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. I thought it was something dirty. That's why I wanted to. So Shay's usually popping up with some sort of like, you know, something. Fisting or anal no sexual or undertone there, unless you have a foot fetish, which I do actually. <laughs> I know I was I was gonna I wasn't gonna say it, but I was I was hinting at it. See, that was a sexual. Yeah, fish isn't allowed to wear fish isn't allowed to wear flip flops around me anymore. So, anyways, incident at the pool. Since that incident at the pool, he thought it was sunscreen. Boy, was he surprised. Oh, God. 
SPF, nothing there, big boy. All right. <laughs> all right. Um. Anyway, so it sounds like everyone's all bored. So hang around for 100 podcast. Or maybe check back in there. So sounds like we're going to be doing it. Um. I tried to get people on board that God of War 2 is the best God of War, and it was pretty close, but I could not convince them. That doesn't mean I know what their favorite God of War is. Maybe they're including the new God of War, which I didn't even think about, so that might be my fault. Um, but it was pretty close. It was like 40-something to 50-something no. So, hmm. But not including the newest God of War. I'm talking about the old God of Wars. Do you guys like any... Do you guys like... Do either of you like one or three more than two? Yes. Okay, you like one the most? Yeah, one is the passable of the original three. Interesting. Okay. Fish, mm. do you have an opinion on this? I know you played all three, big guy. Yeah, it's... I'm a graphics whore, so I have to say three. Okay. Well, he's honest. That's all we want from him. Okay. <laughs> all right. Shay, do you have a... Shay, did you drop off after one? God of War 1? Yeah, I just played one. Okay. You know what's weird is I remember when I got a PS3 all the years back when we were doing SPT, and I meant to play uh, because I ended up buying like the, the dual pack one and two, and then I ended up buying God of War mm-hmm. 3. And I had every intention, but we just got busy. I never got around yeah. to it. So I still haven't played two or three yet. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the weird... Yeah, anyways, that's I don't want to transition into more talk that we'll get to next week, but it's... Uh... I lost that one, but Corey Barlard made that one, and that got me into him as a director before he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth and then came back, weirdly enough, to direct the new God of War, and now he's being heralded. So my intentions, I had a, I had a good gut instinct on that guy. Um, but hey, I respect the, uh, the audience's opinion there. All right, and Twitter. I want to take a moment to talk about this because we're trying to grow the Twitter. Look, it's young. The Instagram community is doing fantastic. But if you have Twitter... At Swordchomp on Twitter, we're going to try and make it lively with, with the, the battles on Fridays and stuff. Just, just to have that option for people. We always want to get as much social media as we can, but we don't want it to be fake or just annoying or anything. We have links for the podcast on there. Shay runs it. It's just to get a different taste of social media. Maybe you use Twitter a lot and you'd like to yeah. add us on there. So if you listen to the show and you don't. Yeah. Do you um, speak English and would, would like to read English? Maybe, maybe check out our Twitter account. What are you trying to say, Josh? <laughs> What are you trying to say? He's saying something about Twitter. Mm. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, see, I, I'm trying to get into Twitter more because I was off for a couple months and I don't want to, to just draw. I have a lot of friends on Twitter that I want to, I like to support, but I, I feel like Twitter has become so much of people just trying to be right about some sort of issue and shoving it down my throat. And it just, where Instagram's more of a fun place and I tend to, to live there, but this we is can make time, our This is a time for place. diatribe. This isn't time for diatribe, but you're right. I'm you're just right. telling I, you my I li- opinion. I like I like Instagram better, to be okay. honest with you, which is why I haven't spent much time on the Twitter. But I also realize we have people who use Twitter more, so I, I want to make sure I'm being more active on there for sure. Are you know they you guys dic- you guys and gals will dictate how much we use it. If we grow on Twitter, then we will get more love. It's as simple as that. So um, yeah, absolutely. Check- yeah, and it, like. So for the first poll that we did, which uh, so- somehow just magically disappeared. Um, oh, no, no, that's a I funny was... story. Why don't we talk about that? You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I, I just had this idea. Like, I was like, you know what? Game, like, all these games are being remastered. Um, and I, 
I wonder if Gex is going to get remastered, because I loved Gex Enter the Gecko, the second one, and I liked the first one a lot, too. I didn't play much of the third one. I briefly played it for a demo, but I was like, man, it would be so cool if those games got remastered, because I absolutely love those games. Mm. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm, I'm going to do a Twitter poll. And I was tossing some games around, and I was like, well, Twisted Metal's definitely got to go on the list. Because there hasn't been a good Twisted Metal game, in my opinion, since Twisted Metal Black. Uh, the one for the PS3 was okay, but um, I don't think it was, you know, serviceable yeah. for the franchise. And then I was like, oh, of course, Gex. And then I, I started looking up, I was like, what are some of the, what's considered the best games of the PS1 era? And I, I was surprised, actually, to find Driver on that list, because I had totally forgotten about Driver. And yeah, Driver that's one I hadn't thought like, about since that generation. Yeah, Right, yeah. And it was kind of like a, in a weird way, um, kind of like an influence on Grand Theft Auto, I think, indirectly. And kind of the, the yeah. game that come, that... Um, yeah, on, on its jump to 3D anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of spurned on a little bit of that genre. And then, um, what's the other game I included? Twist, or not Twist Metal, uh, sorry. Uh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider too. I, I was I was debating actually putting putting a Tenchu Stealth Assassins on that mm. list. Oh, that's good because those games are so fucking good. But I feel like that that was a little bit more niche of a game and a more niche of a series, even though those mm-hmm. games are phenomenal. And I was like, you know what? I'll do I'll do I'll do the right thing. I'll put t- Tomb Raider on there for Morgan because I know Morgan likes Tomb Raider, so I'll I'll, I'll do him a solid. And uh, the asshole cheated by going on his Twitter and asking all of his Tomb Raider friends to vote for Tomb Raider. I want it like for me. I wanted to gauge it as like I, I approached it as kind of like scientific, scientifically like this is going to be completely randomized. See you know who votes, and then I wake up the next morning. Morgan's shared our post. Everyone go vote for Tomb Raider. <laughs> and Tomb Raider just fucking blew everything out of the water. I was so obliterated pissed. it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing about that is I got like three times as many people to go to the Twitter as would normally go, but he was still unhappy they didn't vote for his game. Which, if you, I, no, I don't I don't want people to vote for my game. I just yes, wanted you, no, no, back no, up. No. You said you were like I was well, I, like ideally and, I would I, I want I wanted to gauge the interest in in any of those games cuz if Tomb Raider came back you know whatever but if twisted metal came back that would be fucking phenomenal or if gex came back that would be phenomenal or even driver just to see like a one-off in the modern era that would be cool um and tenchu would be incredible to come back and remaster but oh yeah um i was just trying to gain like or gauge genuine interest genuine jesus genuine interest mm-hmm. in which um which games people think are going to be the next remasters and uh and we did so great job no we didn't <laughs> fantastic work thanks uh my deductive skills were uh, well here's the well, tricky I thing because i put this up on the that. instagram page there's a lot of comments on there and we can't read them all but a lot of people a lot of people didn't understand that it wasn't just oh no i gotta wait for shade to put back on his headphones because this actually concerns him um there he goes he put him back on so a lot of people on our instagram page didn't realize it pertained to ps1 because you actually looked in there you didn't specify that so 
everyone was leaving all these comments on our Instagram page about how they wanted stuff like Pokemon Red and Blue and all these other games. And I'm like, okay, we were implying that it was PlayStation 1. Um, so we're sorry about the right. confusion there. But uh, Well, I figured, did, I figured people would, would get that. I mean, like, those games... A lot, well, all granted, some of them were yeah. cross platforms, like Gex was cross platform, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Gex was, was probably better on Game Boy. Ge- which Gex are you talking about? Because the only Gex <laughs> I played was was not the Enter the Gecko, it was the 2D Gex. But yeah, there was this the first one, Gex. The 2D Gex, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Gex, the Gex yeah. most people yeah. remember is like Enter the Gecko, and it had him posing with a bunch of like busty models. He was like James Bond, you remember that? Mm-hmm. There was a 2D <laughs> version of that maybe. one as well. Yes. Because they made what? that on Game Boy again. Did they? A, that oh. was a Game Boy Color game. Oh, gross. Um, well, yeah. that's interesting. I, I mean, so anyways, the what I think is interesting, Shay, is that if you look at the top-selling games on the PlayStation 1, I know you're begrudging about even adding Tomb Raider, but it sold way more than Spyro. In fact, this is the top-selling games on PS1. Gran Turismo, Final Fantasy VII, Gran Turismo II, Final Fantasy VIII, Crash Bandicoot 3, Crash Bandicoot, Metal Gear Solid. Final Fantasy IX and then Tomb Raider 2. So it's in that top 10 and it's obliterating Spyro. But the reason people wanted Spyro more right now is because there is still Tomb Raider games coming out. So it's hard for people. It's, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, same with Crash Bandicoot. Right. There hasn't been a Crash Bandicoot. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that and really there's remaking that game would be bizarre at this point. Like what they'd have to do in order to make it modern is basically just kind of what the reboots are. Um, but you don't you don't make them modern. They're not making Spyro modern. They're not making Crash Bandicoot. They're modern. fixing the controls and stuff, like they've done with a few games so. recently. I don't. Yes. They didn't change anything about Crash Bandicoot. Well, they they're did. changing it with Spyro because no. you remember how we Are used they? to use the camera with the triggers. Uh-huh. That yeah, used to be a big thing. That's how you controlled the camera. That. Well, yeah, that, but that's, for the most that's part, how you controlled cameras in uh, in PS One games, and it. Uh, is kind of bad whenever you've actually got an analog stick right there to use, but since the PS1 didn't have an analog stick there on every unit because they actually shipped a digital-only controller for a while there, it took them quite some time in order to actually use those controllers in a useful way i i kind of that's the thing i always wonder like i still enjoy getting out games and playing them with that old non-analog stick controller on ps1 like tomb raider and spyro and stuff but i i think a lot of that must just be nostalgia too because i it just you can't ever separate that and that's a whole discussion we don't have to get into but i still Mm -hmm. love doing that but i bet if somebody didn't grow up with those games it would be a form of torture for them so (laughs) so you know it is what it is yeah, yeah. Like, well, I kind of, I agree and I don't agree with you, Morgan, actually, because, like, for the most part, I, for the most part, I'm in your camp on that. But I remember when we were first starting out, uh, Sword Chomp and Chompcast, I went back and I was doing a bunch of, like, uh, recording of playing old PS1 games. And I went back and I started playing Medieval, which, uh, is also being remastered, thank God. But, um, yeah, a lot of that is camera angles, too. And I was getting pissed. I was like, these camera angles are mm-hmm. seriously agitating. And I was like, I completely forgot, you know, finagling the camera angles to how you yeah. want it. Because, because back yeah. then, like that was, that was a part of the experience because that's what, that's how far video games had come. We accepted yeah, it's it. Authentic. But now it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now like games are so fluid. Like 
we've come so far like to go back to something that is really not fluid at all made me just realize and appreciate where we are at in gaming right now but if they make a remaster you want it faithful and this is why those remasters of spyro are for spyro fans you know what i mean it's not for new people like who get, like the remasters are made for the fans of the original that is it is purely nostalgia that is the purpose of them if you're but you're 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 wrong there like think about like all the the spyro little toy the uh what were those called oh skylanders yeah skylanders yeah sorry the skylanders yeah, but those are children we're talking about children here i'm talking yeah, about those yeah. children now are becoming teenagers those children are becoming teenagers now and of course they're going to want to play the games and if they're gonna be oh shit it's not gonna hold their attention though spyro I, was a great I game back in the day it's not gonna hold their attention now it's too simple you run around collecting gems and you glide around it was great at the time morgan That's my point. But, but, morgan but why do people your, play your favorite game is a game where Fortnite. you hold the front hold down a button and you know just pistol whip crap I no, I like Spyro. Here's what I'm saying is, but I it's tied to my nostalgia. That's why I'm getting it. That's why everyone I know is getting it, because it's going to be fun because of their nostalgia. I just I think I, I get what you're saying. I get the point that you're trying to make. I just think you're also not bringing into account that like it is also trying to target new audience members as well. Because if they, this is the same thing we said with Crash Bandicoot. Yes. A majority of it is for those people who grew up with those games. But if they get enough of a new audience, if they make enough money, maybe they'll make a new one. Um, no, I yeah. agree with if you. If it like was just nostalgia, they yeah. wouldn't update it. They'd just emulate it and stick a price tag on there in order to cash right. their check. No, they only update it. the visuals, Josh. That's all they're doing. Have you played the, the Spyro remaster? All they did was change the visuals. That is it. The Spyro remaster that's not out yet? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The uh, Crash Bandicoot remaster. That's all they did was change the visuals. Yeah. I mean, they had to recode it from scratch, but yes, all they did was change the visuals. So they didn't update it for a modern era. So I don't... That's what I'm saying. It's... They did. It's just, they changed a lot of the timings. They made the sections where you run towards the camera more forgiving. Um, they updated the game fairly significantly mm. in order to make it not the slog it used to be because people don't, don't have that, that sort of patience. Uh, what are you basing this off of? It's they've off I, of what I was changed. I, I, it's 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 a weird argument. Like, and I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong because, like, I don't think it's too simple of a game to captivate people because people play phone games all the time, and those games are the definition of basic, simple video game. Um, you know, we've Speaking already... of which, Fish, put your phone down. Put your phone down, Fish. Stop playing <laughs> Final Fantasy. Oh, Knock it off. Come on. Actually, no, I've... Funny story, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is gone for good because I accidentally lost my file on there. Um, I'm so proud of you. Around with this. I'm, <laughs> I'm accidentally proud of you. Yeah, accidentally proud of you. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> purposefully proud of you. That's yeah, a good so job. You don't have to worry about that addiction it's long gone there'll be another addiction to come along no there won't yeah that's just porn hub that's his new addiction um well a fish thing about this what if they remade vagrant story wouldn't you want wouldn't you want it to be like exactly how it was just prettier uh for nostalgia's sake yes yeah because yeah that's it's an old game like it's way back in the archives of my memories at this point and what i remember of it 
um, I have fondness of. Um, and a lot of it I also forgot, you know, like some mm-hmm. of the levels and whatnot mm-hmm. and what you fight. Um, so, yeah, that would that yeah. would definitely pique my interest um, as far as, like, a remake of that game. I, mean, but, I will agree with Shay on this, though. Spyro, fish, Spyro is a weird sort of exemption to the rule because the Skylanders game appealed to children. So that is kind of different. Like, I don't think medieval is going to appeal to a modern... The people that are going to go yeah. by medieval are going to be Shay and me and people who grew up with it. It's not going to... Right, now, right. You know, it really depends on the title. Old. Popular. Yes, yes. Or the and people the, the, who like, didn't play iconic... it and wanted to oh. actually well, play it. That's true, but like also the iconic nature of these characters too like going back to that simple thing like there are tons of people that still play mario to this day and i'm not talking about mario odyssey i'm talking about the originals look at how popular the original because they have nostalgia um, the original and super nes original mario is still fucking tight like the game is still good it is a very tight game it's very yeah but i don't think it would hold your attention if you didn't have all the good memories of the original we can't well, separate why, that like, in our brains, Josh. We are trying to buy this to play with their children. Their children are enjoying. Well, if I'm telling you, my kid hates the 2D Mario's because well, they're that's, just and that's anecdotal evidence. Like you can't attribute. She's 100 percent research. <laughs> my one child is a perfect test specimen for all of mankind. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you um, don't. Well, yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> all I'm saying is that every game is different, and I think that if someone remasters Tomb Raider, they're going for the hardcore fans. They're not going for a new generation. Same with Medieval. But I, Scott, I don't agree, uh, but let's. I don't agree, Whatever. but I'm, I'm willing to drop the comp. All right, this is going to go too out of control. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think we're going to come to a consensus on that, which is okay. That's okay. We have differing opinions. I think that Josh and I think that it appeals to both old and new audiences. You don't, and that's okay. And Fish yeah. has well, I would say this. I like I the titles to... that go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, sorry. have optional updates to them. For, for example, a lot of the LucasArts games that have been remade have updated graphics and voiceover and lots of different stuff. But you can toggle it back and forth between the new and the old versions just by hitting yeah, a button. Yeah, that's cool. Which is that's great. That's cool, yeah. Um, the Final Halo Fantasy that remakes too. that have been coming out, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy XII that just came out, you can play it how it was, or you can change the pacing to not yes. suck. Um, that's, that's even good. though yes, I love I those games, they were fucking slogs. Like... You can cut the amount of time played in half with some of the new updates. And I really think that's that's the way to go with a lot of these games. Um, The option to play both. The option to play it the original way. Um, Shadow of the Colossus did that. Um, It had a new control scheme that was more similar to the way most people played. Or you could toggle the original control mode back on. Um, Yeah, it's just... Yeah, that's one thing I, that I th- the Crash I think Bandicoot so people can experience it how the way it was. They need to have those options in there. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Fix yeah, things absolutely. if they're a problem, but let people see yeah. how it actually was as well. Did you feel this way, Shay? Because that's a good point, Josh, and I actually agree with you 100%. Um, but did you feel this way, Shay? Because when I played the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, I remember thinking, all right, this is fine, but I think I would have had just as much fun playing Crash Bandicoot again, the original games. So even though I absolutely. wanted... A, a Tomb Raider remaster, my heart tells me that it probably, it would probably just be weird, and mm. I actually would enjoy playing the originals more if that's what I want. So, yeah, I'm like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, would you want tank controls like, in a new Tomb Raider? Yeah, 
No, I don't you want would. the. Yeah, yes, I want this exactly what Josh said. I want it to be a faithful remake. But if they have options for new people, you, you can pick those too. But I want a prettier version of the old game. But then I realized why. I can just the the old game's shitty graphics actually mean a lot to me. So what the fuck do I really want? And then mm. when I started asking that question, I started doubting all the remasters they're gonna ever make. And then I just started feeling sad about myself and life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. Hmm. But I think in some cases, like Vagrant Story, that game, as a weird example, visuals would help it so much because it was Mm. trying to do more than the PlayStation could handle. And yeah, some of the dungeon crawly bits there got a little bit hard to tell what you were looking at. Like, yeah, brown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was brown. So case by case basis, I think it helps games more than others. Yeah. 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 The one last thing I want to say about this is I remember again same around same period when we first started doing this podcast um i played a fan-made version of goldeneye and it was um only the online portion and Mm -hmm. you could actually play it on steam and like he the the fan updated the graphics and not only just updated the graphics but updated the controls too so it felt like an actual modern era shooter instead of having to look around directionally with the yeah. weird n64 controller and i loved mm-hmm. it um i i love that they changed the controls that game absolutely the control scheme needed to go because that was the worst control scheme for any shooter ever and um i yeah, yeah i loved yeah I loved that was something i forgot about n64 came. shooters but with something like a crash yeah but with yeah crash you, you had to play all of them in like a southpaw configuration where you're Fuck, aiming with dude, a left yeah. stick which yeah, was fine for me because yeah. I'm actually left-handed. I, don't, I but, don't miss that. Yeah, yeah, I I don't miss that control scheme at all. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. But like with some of those other like action adventure games, it's not as big of a deal to me because it's it to me it's the same as like Mario. You go back and you play, and that was part of the charm of the game. Um, even though it was frustrating yeah. because the controls weren't as precise or as pristine or as perfect as they are nowadays. Generally, that that. That added to the lo- the layer of difficulty. That added to the charm of the game, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, added to the frustration. But it's that's the experience we got. Yeah. And that part is the nostalgia. I the 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 last complaint um, that I have is I wish Crash Bandicoot had that old and new version. And we talked about it um, last yeah. year, and it didn't. And it was super frustrating. You said it was. It should have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely should have. But I'm hoping that Spyro does it this year. I hope that Medieval does it this year. Um, and if they ever come out yeah. with Final Fantasy... I'm curious. I know they're coming out with that Final Fantasy VII, which is going to be a total, like, kind of... That's re- a different thing, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole different thing, but I hope I think they that's what people want, the though. They... game there. I, I agree with you, Shay, but I think... Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, I think that... Um, and we had two topics of the show today, so thank you for listening to the second topic of the show. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think the interesting thing is the nostalgia version, like the Crash Bandicoot thing, becomes its own weird new thing. That like if you're a fan of the original Crash, you appreciate in in like a weird way. I had this metaphor. It was like going back to your house when you were a kid, and somebody's repainted everything. It still looks like your house. It's still in the same spot, but the lawn is prettier and better taken care of. All the furniture has a new coat of paint, and there's just something unsettling about it. And it's interesting from that point of view, almost like a science experiment, but it's hard for me to use that as an excuse to really get excited about a game. So I'm torn. I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy about it. I'm just saying that's what it is. Anyways. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, but I will be buying Spyro because my daughter wants to see it too. <laughs> so what the fuck? Uh, anyways, that was a nice random discussion that we went down a dark hole. So please add Swordchomp on Twitter if you use Twitter. We'd love to 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 get you there. Um, a bio break article this week is pretty fun. Nice way to split the show up here. Uh, me and Fish have some funny Far Cry stories I want to get to. They're gonna make Josh and Shay shit their pants. I don't know if that's true or not. But before we do that, we have a pretty cool article, sort of loosely related to Sea of Thieves, a game that we've all been continuing to play. Uh, and I gotta tell you, Fish is supposed to play with us this weekend, and I have not been more excited for anything in my entire life than to take Fish out on the sea with Josh on the stormy seas, and Josh will be our captain, and I will help. We'll get some plunder, and... Uh, I'll only play that game now if you use that voice for the duration of my playthrough of that game you it sounds like a good idea now but trust me after an hour of this you'll want to kill yourself <laughs> uh-huh. well try me <laughs> okay you asked for it land lover anyway sciencedaily.com bio break this week uh <laughs> this article shay brought it to us he's the biologist on the crew of course, he's teaching over in Japan, and this article summary is this. Scientists who participated in the South Java Deep Sea Biodiversity Expedition of 2018 have collected more than 12,000 creatures during their 14-day voyage um, to survey the unexplored deep seas off of south, uh, off the southern coast of West Java, Indonesia. So there was unexplored seas in Indonesia, which is crazy to me. And there's over 12,000 new creatures that they uncovered. And I'm going to pull them up and look at them and oogle them while Shay tells us about it. Because anytime they find, I mean, 12,000 new creatures, Shay, is this real? Are they just being over-exaggerating this? Is it, that's, that's incredible. No, it's, well, the thing is a lot of it is like little sponges and, um, like a bunch of other small animals that I'm sure people wouldn't really consider, you know, the the typical quote unquote animal. But you know, sponges are animals, and anemones are also animals. So like they discovered. I need to correct like, myself. I don't. I don't want to interrupt you. I need to correct myself. It's over a dozen new species, mm-hmm. twelve thousand marine creatures, but only over a dozen of them were new. Apparently, so that's my fault. So no, you're good. It's all good. Um. Anyways, continue yeah, it's. It's cool that um, they found all these different, you know, creatures and they were able to document them over such a short period of time because they only went down there for 14 days and documented that many creatures. That's insane. Like how that is insane. Well, and like it's it's great that, you know, like they had all these volunteers and people working on it um, to do something like this big. But. Yeah, some of the creatures, because at first um, I was trying to find, you know, pictures to look at some of these creatures and there weren't attached to or any attached to the Science Daily article. I actually went to the website of the university who did the study to try and find some information on there. Couldn't find it. The website was uh, difficult for me to navigate, but I was um, able this morning to finally pop on um, a separate site and... I found some pictures of it, and they're freaking crazy looking. Like, there's this lobster that his right pincer looks like the mandibles with the teeth, the teeth of like a like a shark or a barracuda. It's insane. Like, it's very serrated. That is the, that is the coolest looking. Well, how big is that lobster? Do you think? Is it really tiny? Right, and I, you know, I 
it doesn't say how big it is, but it oh, does say that the the, Thank you, the claw, even though it looks like it would kill something, it's only for sieving the sand looking for something small to eat. Yeah. So unfortunately, it it's not going to kill things that much bigger. Um, also, there's this hermit crab that is not like the normal hermit crab that is super, super long, longer than Morgan's penis. And it makes a home in That's giant much. twigs that have fallen from the the surface of the sea. So these big twigs fall down to the bottom, and then it makes a like basically a home or a shell in these twigs. There's a really cool, pic- cute picture of it. And they even found yeah. this, squ- There's- this deep... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sending you guys this right now in our private uh, WhatsApp, but I, that, that shrimp thing reminds me a lot of Clawwitzer. It's a Pokemon with one big spiky claw. I mean, yeah. it's just... Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. They, they created a Pokemon without realizing that it was based off a creature that no one had discovered yet. So that's kind of funny in a weird way. I mean, it, yeah, it looks yeah. oddly it's, similar. It's, 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 look at it. It's got the same yeah. fucking tail, the same body. It's got a fucking serrated claw, even though it's much larger. In the, I don't know. I'm just trying to get excited about something nerdy here. No, I'm glad. Please get please get excited because it, it, it's oh, really cool looking. Man. And then this, like the weirdest one, that's also the coolest. They found this deep sea squid, and its left uh-huh. eye looks like like the eye of a normal squid, but the right eye looks like there's like a cancer behind the eye, and it's just blowing the eye out. The yeah, eye is I saw that freaking massive, and they don't know exactly why. Um, they they theorize. That it spends its life swimming on its side with a larger eye peering down into the depths, looking for food. And the smaller oh, eye yeah. is basically used to search for predators above, which would make sense. Like, you're scouring, the food is pretty damn important, so you want to make sure you maximize that surface area. So you're like, oh, where's the food, where's the food? Where that smaller hmm. eye is going to be a little bit more precise, I think, um, like pinpointed wise so like if something's coming at you you can focus and hone in on that a little bit better and um that's that makes crazy. that's just weird yeah it's interesting i mean it there's like not a headache the... to keep track of like one big eye that sees all this shit and then another eye that's like i was i was thinking it'd be more of an eye ache really but uh you know Yes, got it. That's all I, I looked. I had to look back at the camera to make sure I got Josh shaking his head. That's oh, all I you wanted. Know. I, that's all I need in life. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's not. Wait, a lot Shay, of you missed it. When you have an eye ache, do you push your fingers into your eyes? It's the. <laughs> it's, it's the, the only, only way. All the only yeah. thing that slowly stops the ache. <laughs> that's right. But it's really it's. Uh, it's made of all the things I can take. Um, but this article... <laughs> this, <laughs> this article doesn't have a lot of meat. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's off the someone rails. Out there will, someone will get that. Someone out there Someone's will like, I gotta go listen to the song right now, pausing the podcast. <laughs> Josh, this is the point where you edit in the song. Just like that part. The dun-dun-dun. So people can get their fill of the song, but I'm kidding. Anyways, just yeah, two so seconds of it. Dun dun dun. That's it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> just like a little, a little taste. Just a snippet. Yeah, but there's not a lot of meat to this article. It's just basically talking about how they um, found over twelve thousand creatures, and mm-hmm. a bunch of them were new, and it took place over um, 
14 days. And it, you know, it's weird because this project actually, this is also one of the kind of cool things. It was a joint operation by Singapore and Indonesia. And it was, um, it was actually a settle, like it was a um, celebration of collaboration of 50 years of diplomatic relations. So this, this actual scientific study slash experiment basically served as a bridging or a celebration of diplomatic relations for the past 50 years for these two countries. Yeah, that, that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's actually, I wish, I wish, like, if, there's any, if there are five things in the world that I wish more than anything, one of them is easily that I wish the U.S., and I, I'm not getting on my soapbox here too long, just a little bit, that the U.S. and the majority of its people cared about science that much to where it could become like some sort of diplomatic relations and we yeah. can actually care. And oh, I know God. some people are going to be like, oh. remember when we went to the moon? Wasn't, wasn't that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Remember when we were a part of uh, the Paris agreements? Granted, oh, if God. anyone wants to argue with me on that, we, let's do it one-on-one like that's not like don't don't accost the rest of these guys <laughs> if you think like the paris agreements are bullshit all right I, let's move on from them dumps king honestly that was a, i think it's a really cool article you actually gave me a really cool idea for a post next week too so ba 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 the inspiration strikes i've already written it down um cool that's that's a really really cool article Real life Clawwitzer. Um, so thank you for that, Shay. We have a couple fun Far Cry stories, but before we get to that, I would love to read an email. I'm going to stall here for a second so somebody can pull up the email from our listener and then send it in our private Yeah, in the Skype meantime, I'm going to so talk more about it. the Paris agreements. Oh, I, please God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to get Fish's thoughts on the Paris agreements while we pull up the email. Fish? Um, I have nothing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> hmm. I'm just I being a dick. Um, I don't know what it is either, Fish. So we're in the same boat. And I don't care to learn because I have enough space in my head that's for Pokemon and other useless things. I don't need mm-hmm. serious things in there. All right? You know, All right? High five, buddy. High if five. you, uh, if High you five. took off All that right. stupid hat, you might have a little bit extra room. How dare you? How that, dare you? That hat you? is the only thing holding his brain in. Mm. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's the only thing keeping me sane. If, <laughs> if I remove the hat, I actually die. It's crazy. Um, sort of like at the end of Signs and that girl gets pinned between the car and the tree, and if they move the car, she's going to die because her innards are being held together by the front of the truck. Um, anyways, do you have the... Does somebody have the, the truck that they... Or the... <laughs> does someone have the email? Uh, can they throw it into Skype for me? Because I want to read this. Um, that would be awesome. So basically, last week, I'll set this up. We were talking a lot about Far Cry music. Me and Fish were kind of creaming over it, playing it for you guys. One of our listeners actually really enjoyed that section and reminded him of something from his childhood, which was I thought was really, really cool. So I wanted to read that. And again, surprising, Fish, right? How, like, every time I boot up Far Cry, I'm like, why is this in contention for soundtrack of the year? It's fucking Far Cry. What is this <laughs> yeah. world that we live in? It was a big surprise for me. Like, even though I, I at this point, like, I wish I kind of, I played the other Far Cry games, maybe not to completion, but just to see how they play out and see what that series has done, mm-hmm. just so I could have a better understanding of uh, Far Cry Five and see where it came from. But yeah, it's uh, 
that soundtrack just for some reason just it's came out great. of nowhere for Dan me. Romer did the soundtrack and it's fucking great. Never heard of Dan Romer before, but excellent work. Uh, mm-hmm. So good. So I'll read the first email here. Um, and Josh, who is this email from? Let's pull up the name here. No, I'm finding the name. I had the email address and I didn't want to give out the email address, so I was finding the name. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. If Mountain Goon is the name I'm seeing here. I don't know if he goes by the same on Instagram. Okay. Since right. Well, we know, you know who you are, Mountain Goon. Um, pretty cool email says, when you guys were talking about the music in Far Cry 5, you were pretty much on point. Thank you. I've been watching a lot of Justified, and so banjo, uh, the banjo, fiddle, and mandolin feels too Kentucky. But living here, I'm sure you've heard the term in Montucky. Yeah, we have heard the term Montucky in Montana. Right, Shay? Josh? Or a fish? We've heard all about mm-hmm. Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Josh. I've Every time I'm you. there, someone mentions that yeah. to me. Montucky. Welcome uh, to Montucky. Grandpa was a vi- his grandpa was a violin maker, but also did other stringed instruments. And whenever he'd finish with a new piece, he'd take it into the family room, sit at the piano, and tune the violin. So all my life, pianos and violins have gone hand in hand, and this soundtrack just sparks flashes of memories from my childhood. Um, I wish I could live in Faith's loading screen because the music is perfect. I tracked down the full song, and it's not as great as the 30 seconds. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, that is one thing I think it's going to surprise you guys when you get around to it, uh, as you can tell from me and Fish, is that the music in the game is just strangely amazing. But I'm looking at some pictures that um, Mountain Goon attached, and that's a cool story, you know, of... Uh, there's his grandfather there holding a violin in front of an old piano and there's some trophies in the background and stuff but this is like this is a story like the the soundtrack for this game has affected this person on a very deep personal and emotional level which i think is really cool like i love the music but i don't have any sort of um story like that to, to correlate it to so uh that's really cool yeah it's just it's interesting like um how like Whenever we smell something that's vaguely, you know, familiar to something like a memory of 20 years ago, or we hear something or we see something and it just like evokes all these memories within us. And those moments are always like super trippy, just like basic, basically you feel like you're, you're living another life and you've lived a former life and it's i don't know it's just a weird feeling deja vu yeah yeah well it's it goes beyond deja vu almost i, I don't know how to explain it no dude it's beyond deja vu man it's beyond it's so trippy brad's coming back oh, i'm just messing with you um but i know what you're saying well, I, I feel like that that's not brad that's not no brad. that's that's brad's uh stoner cousin um jared 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 i feel i feel like I feel like he would have a more earthy name. Like, his name would be, uh, I don't know, Oregon. Brant. 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 Yeah, there we go. But he, <laughs> he, has to, he has to nickname himself something, like, completely douchey. It's got to happen. Um, but, yes, before we get too tangential there, I want to thank you for the email. That's awesome. Um, we got a bunch of pictures we looked through, and we'll check them out after the show, too. That's really cool. Fish, um... I wanted to tell uh, 
one antidotal fun story if you got one too let's do it the funnest way we can if we're playing far cry still and then we might take a break for a while we don't want to rehash all the shit we've all talked about you know that's even if we're still playing the game we don't want to just rehash old shit i know no one wants to hear that right we've talked a lot <laughs> of far cry in the past two episodes so if this is your first show you should check those out i will say this I, this is a true story Josh and Shay and Fish already knows about this. I did a side quest in Far Cry 5 where somebody, a crazy man, fed the keys to his prepper stash to his dog. You go inside of this old abandoned summer camp. All these dogs are locked in there. Like There's like 15 to 20 dogs. There's dog shit everywhere. Flies everywhere. It's disgusting. You can listen to this voice message of this guy talking about how he he wanted to hide his stash from those peggies, so he fed his keys to his dogs. And to find the keys, mm -hmm. the quest item, you have to dig through dog shit in that house. You literally walk around picking up dog shit yeah. until you find the one with the key in it. It's a WoW reference. Is it really? Is that a WoW reference? There is a searching through shit quest in almost every expansion in WoW. What? Really? <laughs> That's cool. Maybe it that is. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't wow. know why, but it cool. somehow keeps coming That's up. That's cool. I think that's cool. Yeah, I do. I like that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there's something kind of weird about the mission that was kind of sad, though. There was like a dead dog under the door, and all the dogs seemed like they were starving. I was like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I know they're getting into some black comedy territory, but some of it was a little... A little uh, uncomfortable for me um but that's just an example of how weird and crazy this game is there's never a dull moment um at all uh, fish do you have any other really like give me a funny antidotal crazy story from far cry 5 something that stuck with you um probably uh i, f I forgot his name i i just got him too but he's in john's area i finished up faith's area and moved on to john's area and i came across a new um companion character and uh, every time you meet a companion character in this game, um, you kind of have you kind of go through like there's a, a quest, um, whether it's something they want you to do or something mm -hmm. um, of the of that type. Of, it, it essentially you're going on a small little side quest uh, just to like, have them on your team. But um, I, I came across this Vietnam like war veteran guy, and um, He's talking all real crazy, like he's like almost your typical kind of conspiracy theorist type of person, um, but a little bit more down to earth and um, I guess uh, hippie-ish a little bit because he has like really long hair. Anyways, like he, he's in his uh, dungarees and everything, but he, he has, has what? Me, like dungarees? Is that? Dungarees? Is that... I haven't heard that yeah. word in a in a hot minute. What is he trying to say? Is that the word? Are you and I'm just seriously dungarees. unaware of the English language around you? Yeah, or... dungarees is a word. Yeah, that's a military like uniform, right? Okay. Yeah. That's what my dad called him. Josh, are you talking no, to me? No, you're not wrong. You're not maybe. wrong. I just haven't heard that word in a long time. I was surprised. Yeah, I don't even. I've never even heard that word before. If that's the word, that's crazy. I've oh, never heard the term should... dungaree. That's weird. Yeah. And your dad was in the military as well. That's right. Hmm. I was hmm. just busy playing video games, wasting my life away. <laughs> Otaku. <laughs> Dungarees. Okay. All right, gotcha. Anyways, this, is that the guy with the flamethrower? Uh, yes. Okay. He has a flamethrower. Anyway, get to the exciting part of this mission. You're talking about this guy's <laughs> and dungarees and he's a Viet... Come on, get to the good shit. I was fascinated by his dungarees. Anyways, he, uh... <laughs> 
Mighty nice lump in those dungarees. Alright. This is about, this is how Fish gets- I tell Fish to tell an exciting story, he talks about dungarees for 30 minutes. Uh, I could go on about dungarees, but, um... <laughs> For the listener's sake, um, just keep, so you just keep at a farm saying that word throughout the story. Dungarees. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. I like it. <laughs> Dungarees. What is happening? What is happening? Um, okay. Moving on. Man with dungarees. Crazy guy. You team up with him. We're never going to get to this story. Isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he takes you to a farm and essentially you're liberating that farm from so, the cultists, of course. And they, uh, there's, uh, there's one part where he's wait, like... Wait, wait. So this farm, they're feeding all the animals bliss oil, which is the drug. And they're trying mm-hmm. to change the animals or make them crazy. So the idea is if you feed the animals the bliss oil and then the people eat the animals, like the cows and stuff, then they're ingesting the drug that way as well. But also it's just a weird farm where all these animals are on this drug and they're all hopped up. Continue, fish. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a PETA type of moment where yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're saving the animals, oh. essentially. Josh but... just winced at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said that. Josh uh-oh. winced. He visibly winced. It's, hey, it's funny. It, it, it's funny, though. I'll get into the funny part, Josh. Anyways, like... It's... <laughs> no, it's real. Yeah. You're, Josh is really going to wince coming up here. Uh, Why is it so funny, uh, fish? The, the guy... Uh, He's like, all right, I think the cultists are going to be coming down this way any second. He's like, well, I'm going to set down, I'm going to plant down a charge right here, a little mine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go ahead and set one down too, you know, like uh, just to help out and maybe just totally bypass these uh, cultists coming in here. Um, but no, that wasn't the case. A bunch, a stampede of cows started coming in, <laughs> and this and this dungaree wearing uh, hippie just started screaming bloody murder. He's like, "Oh no! They set the cows first. They're gonna kill the cows now!" <laughs> and it was like the most horrific thing. Not the most horrific thing, but it was just horrific seeing these cows coming down, and this guy is just like. Well, it was, it was, it was, it was strange because the guy was really into his, (laughs) Josh wants a cheeseburger now. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was horrific because it was funny because the guy was like a very, he was like, he really loved the animals. Right. And he wanted to save them. And he thought these guys, these cultists were going to be running in and I guess the animals were going to be chasing them in or vice versa. But for some reason they came in chasing the, the herd in first. So all these nice cows that were, I don't think they were drugged or not. Actually, I don't think they were drugged. They came running over all these, uh, the the bombs he had set in there and they all just exploded. And it was like, I'm telling you, it doesn't sound comical, but in the context of the moment, I also did chuckle out loud and felt pretty weird about it. So that's most of the laughing I do in this game. I don't feel comfortable about why I'm laughing and I don't like to think about it any more than that. So Uh, (laughs) yeah, it's best to just leave it there. Otherwise you'll just feel real bad. No, I won't, but I'd rather not think about it further because it's just a video game. But um, anyways, that's that's a, actually a surprising thing with this, that story, Fish. That's a good one. Have you wait till you do the testicle festival, Fish? You're gonna love that. You're gonna love that mission. Yeah, I keep seeing little like flyers on buildings and stuff in the world about the testicle festival. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, when's that happen? I want to be there. Yeah, you're close. He's there's a the cook is in the uh, spread eagle. Have you been there yet? The spread eagle bar. Spread eagle bar. Mm. 
That sounds tempting. Oh, dude, you gotta go to that. That's one of the coolest <laughs> places in the game. It's like one of the iconic. The girl who's in the promos for Far Cry Five is the bartender there. There's like when you go oh. to that place, you can see the records for like the fish in that region on the wall. It's got like a karaoke. There's like a guy. It's that the bar, that whole part of the town falls in. I believe it's actually called for the Falls in Town. Um, check it. Oh, anyway, okay. you gotta check it out, man. So that game has a lot of cool stories. Is a must play in my book when you get around to it. I know Josh doesn't believe me, but when he plays it, he's going to change his mind. I know he is. I hope so. Um, so, as we move along here, ba 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 we already talked about the Friday fight situation, so we're basically to the point of wrapping up the show. I do want to say this. I posted a video about Sea of Thieves this week. It was a, a really cool video. Uh, I was only jokingly giving Josh shit, but um, it was one of the coolest things that ever happened. We pulled up behind this boat, and we were fighting them. We had this intense, like, half-an-hour skirmish with these random people, right? And our boats were sitting right next to each other, so we're jumping back and forth. And I got this video up on our Instagram page. At the end, we're circling out in the middle of the ocean, the battle went from like day to night that's how long it was and they literally turned their big ass galleon and just rammed the back of us slid the back of us like they scraped the whole bottom of our ship while taking uh, while still being okay and um, they sunk us we, we went down in like 30 seconds Josh it was, yeah. it was crazy yeah it was the fastest I've ever actually seen a ship sink in that game generally you yeah. have you know a good half hour to bail out water and repair but yeah we just went yeah. down. And, and I found them by their gamer tags, and I messaged them and, and, and was messaging them on Instagram as well, and they had no idea we went down. So they, were, they thought it was pretty cool. They, they were just getting out of there and somehow took us out yeah. on the way. They were like, oh, that's cool that you guys actually, we sunk you. And they were like, oh, you got away with our treasure. And I was like, no, it was just one treasure chest, and I lost it in the water to a shark. So that didn't, <laughs> once we lost our ship, there was no saving that one stupid treasure chest. So um, it's good times. So we're going to get fishing there this weekend, and our full life dream will be complete. So, um, God, I'm so excited about that fish. You got to download that soon, man, because mm-hmm. you might run into Josh's mm-hmm. issue where you have to like restart your whole computer. That's right, be- right. It's a- We're shooting for Sunday, yeah. but Sunday yeah, I'll download it, try and get it tomorrow. Yeah, I think Sunday it's around, around 15 noon. gigs. Kick the family so out. you should plan for that. 50 gigs? 15, I think. Which oh, oh, is not a lot, okay. but... Yeah, like I said, oh. my issue was that I had to re-download that so many times. Mm. Uh. The, the, the hardest thing about that game is I have to clear like four hours once a week to play it. So even when my fiance gets mad at me at like four or five in the afternoon because she's been watching the baby all day, I'm like, look, I got one day to play Sea of Thieves in the entire week. I have to make the most of it. Um, and it's just kind of a time-consuming experience if you really want to get a lot out of it. Um, it's going to be fun, man. As far as quick updates for the Instagram page... Uh, we already talked about the Twitter stuff and the question of the week and talked about the see if these video I also posted as a sentimental piece, the very first scratching we made about swordchomp.com, um, back from August of 2016. That's how old that was. And that was really a blast from the past back before we had a logo or anything. And it was really trippy to see that I did a music video for far cry that is pretty badass. Almost 700 views right now. So you should go check it out. Lots of some good perturbator in there. God complex. It's a good time. I found out how to give credit to the artist so they don't take my video down. So that's great. Um, and <laughs> learning how to use the internet every day. Um, and that's pretty much it. So as usual, every Tuesday we have a poll. 
at Swordchomp on Instagram. And every Thursday, we have the question of the week. And then every Friday, we'll have some exciting stuff on Twitter. So you should follow us at Swordchomp on Twitter, too. And next week is going to be the God of War Spectacular, among other things. New bio breaks, new topics, maybe new Far Cry stories. Shay's waving his hand at me because he wants to say something. What do you got for me, Shay? I just want to make sure we do this and we don't forget it. Uh, I want to make sure we wish uh, Jason Allen Roberts a happy birthday. Uh, It was a few days ago. He is the guy who designed our main logo. He has designed our Dagger Tooth Awards. He's done some other work for us as well. Um, Great dude. We've had him on the podcast before as well. Um, If you ever want to check out his work, he's on both Twitter and at victory right. i did i tagged him in overall victory so, yeah i tagged him in a story and cool yeah i just want to i just want to make sure we give him the love because yeah, he's a good dude happy good birthday dude. jason gotta give him the love we love yeah. you jason if you're listening to the show if not we still love you um anyways we will just we'll about be back next 3% week percent less if you don't listen yeah yeah still 97 percent of love is you know nothing to i can't give you all my love jason but i can give you most of it it's true. Um, all right, so I'll thanks for... You. Go ahead, Fish. Insert your joke. I ruined your joke. Go ahead. Sorry, never mind. No, no, get no, the joke no, out. Get it out. Joke. Get it. Say your joke. <laughs> say your joke. It wasn't really even a joke. It was just something stupid. I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> His confidence is shattered. Come on, Fish. No one's judging you. We love you. All right, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to pressure Fish any further because I've learned that that gets me nowhere. Uh, thanks for listening to the show as usual. And remember, next time you're passing one of those amazing Roman statues with a tiny little penis, just think of your favorite co-host Fish from the Chompcast and everything's going to no, be right. No, no. Thanks for checking out the show. We will see you next week. But not Fish's tiny penis. Never see that. Where's oh, the, the soundboard when you need it? I got you. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm trying to joke again. Try to joke again.